0: When we're not actually being our whole, full senses of self, I don't believe we can have true intimacy where you know both people are two authentic, whole people.
1: Welcome to Satori Prime's Have It All Podcast, where you get your fix of personal development without any of that fluff podcast dedicated to the unending quest of self-discovery and remembrance. You'll discover new breakthrough thinking and feeling technology that will cause shifts in all areas of your life, your finances, your body, relationships, and most importantly, your mind. You'll uncover your truest self and for probably the first time in your life, feel 100% worthy of having it all. It's time to stop talking and fantasizing about your dream life and start living it. So get ready to have your mind expanded in the best way possible. Now fair warning, if you implement what you learn here, your life will never ever be the same. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. So today's testimonials from a good friend of ours, Gabe Arnold, who we've actually been on his podcast and I, again, I wanted to share some feedback about this amazing meditation that we've just released. Again, you can get it at satoriprimecom forward slash meditate. So Gabe writes, I want to share my feedback on the meditation. I'm not the average user, but I think the feedback will still be useful. I'm on, I'm on the spectrum, which is one of the gifts I really cherish about myself. And it leads me to learn that I have some natural abilities in other areas of my life. I'm a self-taught Reiki practitioner. and I have some other paranormal skills that I've been developing too. Anyway, here's my feedback and experience with this so far. I absolutely love it. I've never done one like this before, and I felt like both beginners and more experienced meditators could really get a lot of value out of it. The first time I used it, I actually used it to channel some healing energy for my partner, Rachel, who was sleeping next to me. She had a sore throat when she fell asleep, and so I felt her energy in my body and focused the healing metabolism energy there in my body as I did non-contact Reiki on her. The next morning, her sore throat, which was pretty severe for two days before that, was gone. I was also simultaneously using the wires and missing pieces part to heal some emotional pain I've had in my life. That part is something that will stick with me for a long time. Thank you so much for the imagery and the guidance in that area. Anyway, thanks for providing this. It's already made a huge impact on my practice, and I was able to heal some 20-year-old emotional pain. I appreciate you both, and we appreciate you, Gabe. Uh, Gabe, if you're hearing this and you want to reach out, happy to share with you a little gift. And um, yeah, if you, Gabe just illustrated it beautifully, but if you're looking for a meditation that will help you heal these really like decade old emotional pains, and you've tried reading books and going to seminars and things like that, and it just hasn't cleared, I can pretty much promise you, because we've seen this time and time again, the results speak for themselves. You can heal yourself from within and this meditation is a beautiful start so again you can head over to storyprime.com forward slash meditate grab yours today and we'd love to hear from you how it went enjoy the show all right everyone welcome back to another installment of personal development without the fluff i'm about to talk with an awesome woman about one of if not my favorite topics which are relationships you know we talk about this all the time about how to have incredible, juicy, sexy relationships, and Maya Diamond is quite the expert on it. So first of all, Maya, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. so wonderful to be here.
1: Yeah, so uh, Maya, why don't you, instead of me giving you like the boilerplate uh, little bio, I'd love for you to just share with people a little bit about your story before we dive into the content. Yeah,
0: yeah. So... um, so yeah, I specialize in helping women uh heal the pattern of attracting unavailable men and find their partner and that pattern I had for 10 years. So if there was an un- Only un- time. Un- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Um <laughs> So if there was an unavailable man, I like, you know, attracted and chose that person, whether it was, you know, someone who was polyamorous, and I wasn't or someone who was emotionally unavailable, and I was available or someone who, you know, didn't want what I wanted, or someone who wouldn't couldn't commit, like there were just so many different forms of the way that it showed up for me. And um, it was you know, really, like an it's it's similar to an addiction. It's almost like an addiction, in that um, it just it's it can be a pattern that's really persistent and complex. And so, through doing a ton of work on myself, um, I have healed that pattern, and also I get to help women heal the pattern every day and find a really amazing relationship. And so, it's yeah, it's just been a real personal journey. Um, mm-hmm my father was an addict when I was born. And so he was just not capable of that availability, both both in terms of his personality structure, and then also because of his addiction. And so yeah. it's been like this, you know, f- healing that father wound and, um, and really having the conscious conscious uh work to shift this pattern that has been really profound for me and all my clients so yeah
1: that's awesome the reason i was making fun of only 10 years is exactly kind of to what you alluded right now which is these patterns get created when we're three four years old right exactly. the, you know and and then you go into Eight like, months oh, old. my dad was yep. an addict i was like yeah there's that pattern <laughs> you know, like 20 30 years ago exactly um, yep 100%. so I think it's it's you know you work specifically with women. I think it's just as prominent in men, uh but finding yeah. relationships today, I think more than ever. Like I honestly I watch these kids like swipe left and right today. Yeah. And I just thank my lucky stars that I was in a committed relationship before all of this stuff happened. Yeah. I don't know if it's like you're hearing from women. I feel like it's way harder today. Uh mm-hmm. Maybe it's like the variety or the accessibility to, oh, it's not you? Then I'll just go to this one. And it's just like people are going through humans like they're nothing. It's just like, okay, next. Yeah,
0: definitely. I think it's – especially in cities, I find this happens even more, which is exactly the disposable culture of, you know, yeah – oh, this person just isn't, you know, perfect enough, so I'll just go get another person just, like, right, shoes or whatever. And I think, you know, people who really – I do believe that people who really want a relationship, you know, what I see is those people are really, you know, can really struggle exactly Mm -hmm. with online dating because, um, you know, there's so many people out there who are just, A, using it for validation or – you know, just want to have fun. And so you really have to filter, you know, who's really in it to win it and who's just yeah. like, you know, casually dating. There's just so many different things happening. For example, on Tinder, that site has more, that app has more people than any other app or website. Wow. So I actually, I met my partner on Tinder. I love Tinder. I think it's amazing in that there's a wide variety. There's really interesting people you can geolocate, put yourself anywhere around the world. Um, but, you know, there's all everything. It's like I call it like the thrift store where you can find this amazing gem or, you know, there's a lot of riffraff that you have to sort through. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I know that you're really into the attachment styles and we've spoken about it here on the show. I was laughing with my brother the other day. Like if we can somehow create a portal – where the only people that get to be on the portal are secures. Yeah. People would pay like millions of dollars. Millions
0: of dollars. Of dollars. Totally. <laughs> totally. And a secure woman.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, so, so talk a little bit about, you know, the, the, we spoke a little offline before about the kind of women that you work with and, mm-hmm. and what you're noticing. So let's start with that. Just so kind of people get an idea of um, who you tend to work with and what they're seeking.
0: Yeah, so I tend to work with women who um, are definitely more on the insecurely attached corridor, which would be um, anxious, avoidant, or disorganized. And so anxious people are more preoccupied with relationships. They fear abandonment, and um, there's like that insecurity inside. And then avoidance, um, they... Uh, You know might want a relationship or like relationship but at the same time they need a lot of distance in relationships. So those are the people who are more hot and cold and can do kind of distancing strategies to maintain that amount of distance because it helps their nervous system feel safe and calm and then secure people. Um, they, you know, trust that there's more than enough love to go around. If one partner leaves, then they trust they'll find another partner they they trust people, they trust themselves. And so they just feel that internal security inside. And so the work I do is helping women really shift that insecure attachment pattern and help them really become more secure so that they can be more secure in the relationship as well as choose a healthy partner, So, um, which was really my pattern as well. So I was more anxiously attached with a little bit of disorganized and like zero avoidant. And, um, and so <laughs> I was like, I don't understand avoid. Oh yeah, okay. it took me a long time to really understand avoidance because it was like so not in my But actually, that's not true. I did have, that's actually, that's the hidden kind of part of this pattern is that when you are attracted to unavailable people, you, part of you is unavailable, right? And so, and that can happen a lot with anxious women is that, we, ha- we can have a hard time really expressing our needs, expressing our feelings, expressing our truth because we're so afraid the person's going to leave. Yeah. And so that was definitely me for many years when I was younger. And I just remember being so scared to bring up feedback or, you know, to ask for what I needed or wanted in a relationship. And it was really scary. And so That's a huge part of my work is just helping women be able to speak their truths and give feedback, express their needs, express their feelings and be their full senses of self. Because when we're not actually like being our whole full senses of self, I don't believe we can have true intimacy where, you know, both people are two authentic whole people
1: totally agree yeah it's cause then, interesting yeah because then basically what you're doing out there is you're reliving certain patterns and bringing in certain people that reflect those things back to you over and over and that's why it yeah. feels like you're dating that same person over, over and over and over, over. because you're not yeah. learning those lessons and the world yeah. is like hey you need to learn this and you're like no yeah. I'll just go to the next one right like, hey, <laughs> learn this no I'll go to the next one so yeah unless we're like if we're searching for that person to fill some sort of void or help heal some yeah. something then we yeah. go into that relationship in a, already like a codependent state so
0: exactly exactly and that's the thing it's like when i had the realization like oh all these feelings that i'm feeling about these guys disappointment anger regret um hurt um you know these were the deep deep feelings that i had around my father so it was like okay like why don't i really work with that so that i don't have to keep feeling that in relationship and that's really it's so so profound when we just take the mirror and we put it on ourselves and really own our experience and take responsibility for what happens in our love life and so that's the amazing thing it's like actually When you do that, online dating becomes really fun because then you can attract what you desire pretty easily.
1: Yeah. So true. When you do
0: the inner work and also have the skills and tools
1: as well. It's you know what? It's easier said than done in the sense that Totally. I think people say they want the relationship, right? Like they want to find the one. Yeah. Very few are willing to do the work that it takes to find the one. They feel like it's just gonna like magically happen. I- um,
0: Totally. Yeah, that's what we've been My story is
1: funny. Like I, when I read the attachment uh, book only nice. like two years ago. So I had done, you know, 16 huh. years of personal development before that even came into my, my world. Totally. Um, and I remember I dated um, a girl in college. It was like my first real, real girlfriend. Yeah, a couple of funny stories that happened. One, we were dating for maybe like two months, and we got into uh-huh. a fight. And I remember just crying. And she's like, "Why are you crying?" And I was like, "Cause it's over. <laughs> we were done." It's yeah. like, "What are you talking about? We're having a fight!" Like, "Yeah." I was like, "Wait, we can have a fight and like still be together." Like, it was so, <laughs> it was like, wow. Meanwhile, I'm like 19 years old, just to put things in perspective. Yeah. So then, fast forward, um, we break up, and I really started to. I was dating other girls and I noticed that I kept dating the same girl over and over mm-hmm. and I had enough awareness to go, okay, it's not them. It's me. It took three right. or four or five of them, by the way. So this wasn't <laughs> like super high awareness, Elon yet. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and now like looking back at all of that kind of segment in my life, when I yeah. read the attachment book, I was like, Oh my God, I was avoiding an asshole. Like I was really bad. Mm. I thought I was this like, you know, personal development, blah, 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 like I'm Uh so good. But emotionally, I was so avoidant. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because I was reading the book and it was kind of like reading the old version of me.
0: Yeah.
1: And then also being aware of how far I've come. in when I found my wife, she was more, she like leaned towards more um, anxious. I leaned more towards avoidant. Yeah when we found each other, though, we had both done some good work on ourselves. And like,
0: yeah,
1: it kind of dropped us into a secure style when we found each other. And I think we kind of helped each other be that That's beautiful. Um, beautiful, Yeah. But it's, it's you know, for women who are finding themselves or men too, you know, either in the anxious or avoidance style. I know you do similar work to us where you like really have them look in and kind of look back and,
0: heal the trauma those
1: traumas occurred so i'd love for you to just maybe walk people through what that looks like uh, yeah someone
0: so um so attachment wounds are the wounds that we experience in relationship and most of our a lot of our attachment wounds are right childhood attachment wounds and so um so when we go back into our history and we go back into those memories and we heal those memories, we're actually we re- rewiring the brain and we're rewiring the brain all the way moving forward. So um, I use a particular modality, which is the emotional freedom techniques, which is a, a somatic mind-body uh, tool to heal trauma. And so with the EFT, what we're doing is we're going back into the memories And we're, we're, we're healing them from the source. And so when we go back into the source of the memory code, it's like, yeah, it's like a computer. We're like, our brains are like a computer. We're going back, we're, we're rewiring it. And then it completely shifts how we relate then moving forward and also what we're able to attract. And so with the tapping, we're, um, really releasing a lot of the hurt and the, you know, all those feelings from those memories, and we're also remembering them. So what I do with my clients is we actually go back into the memory and we, we, um, get what we didn't receive in that memory. And so, um, that's one part. And then another part is actually also, um, You know, usually when we have these wounds, whether it's our mother or our father, we then have this introject inside of ourselves, which is our inner masculine, our inner feminine, our inner mother, inner father, right? And so, for example, for me, like I had this inner father that was kind of like not a very trustworthy father, uh, not a father I could rely on, not a father that I felt safe with you know, and so that was inside of me. So that was my template for men. Right. Mm. So it's like, oh, of course I attracted those men. So, so then, so a lot of the work I do is healing that inner template with meditations and different exercises so that we can, um, we can have a different internal template of man because most people who have this pattern, Um, yeah, it's either their mother or their father where it was neglect or abuse or absence or distance or um, not enough attunement and presence. I would say attunement and presence is like exactly what children need. And attunement is the ability to tune in to the other person. So it's like, how are you feeling? What is going on with you? What are you needing? What's going on emotionally for you? And so when we have parents that do that, along with the boundary piece, right, discipline boundaries, when they're really having the, that masculine container of holding, as well as the attunement and presence, then we can just, you know, we feel secure in the world. Like we are loved and we are safe and we are enough. There's nothing wrong with us. We can do whatever we want. But when we didn't have that experience in childhood, we feel like we're not good enough, we're not lovable, we're not worthy. And so um, that's why doing that deep healing work on the childhood wound, attachment wounds, as well as the adult attachment wounds. So for example, for me, I was in a six-year relationship and that was super secure from 19 to 25. And then at the end, my um, I moved away, um, so we were having a long-distance relationship, and he cheated on me. And so that betrayal was this attachment wound that like really actually propelled me into this pattern deeply. So that was, it was that's when I started the pattern was right after that unconsciously, of course, like if I could go back to my 25 year old self, I was like, by the way, why don't you work on that now instead of later? <laughs> um,
1: Save us all that hassle.
0: (laughs) Anyone who's just recently had a betrayal, like work on it now. Find someone, work on it now. So um, yeah, so it's like we can have, you know, people, a lot of people that I've worked with, you know, they were married for 20 years and, you know, so many wounds happened in that relationship or, you know, yeah, whether it's abuse or etc narcissistic toxic relationships where you're just not treated well you know that's attachment wounds and yeah. so you want that's attachment trauma and when you heal that you can actually create something really different so it's really exciting
1: yeah it's amazing and and the uh the point that i think is really important to make so yeah a lot of people have been abused um you know i think you and i like no we do so much of this work it's i remember when i first started it was just Shocking like shocking the amount of men and women who are abused yeah. by yeah. family members. It's like yeah, yeah. yeah it's beyond comprehension um, mm-hmm. and You know, I for one came from like a re- my parents were amazing um, mm-hmm. They were kind of like the role models for everyone around them as yeah. the perfect marriage and yeah They love each other and we're always hugging and kissing. And it's just, that's the home that I grew up in. And with all that being said, the point that you made about attunement and most adults who aren't doing this level, like high, high level of personal development, deep healing work, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Attunement isn't even spoken about in mindset books. So if you're reading totally. you know, The Power of Now, if you're reading like, uh, you know, what's, what's some of the – you're watching The Secret, things like that, they don't talk about attunement. So no. attunement is kind of like a very high-level thing, which I, I don't think any parents of our generation or right. even uh, or younger previous. were in that. Yeah. So my parents were physically there mm-hmm. most of the time. I mean, we were immigrants, so they worked quite a bit, et cetera. Oh. Yeah. Like emotionally, it's damn near impossible, even if you have a very, very high level of awareness, yeah. to always stay in attunement for what a child is wanting and needing. And yeah. so just because I wasn't abused or I didn't come from a broken home, totally. It doesn't let you off the hook, right? Like we yeah. all have our wounds and we all have our 100% relationship scars and trauma. So I just want to point Definitely. that out because. That's a really sometimes good some point. Sometimes, and they're like, "I shouldn't have this." And yeah, like, yeah. It's just, it's just a programming, right? Like a three-year-old saw something, and to the three-year-old at that moment, whether it was felt, seen, heard, whatever, that created a world. You don't know what yeah. you felt or thought at yeah. the time, but like to that three-year-old, that's how he perceived the world. So, yeah, yeah, I just, really important to understand that this happens to everybody.
0: Definitely. And exactly. And you can grow up in a home exactly where there's a lot of emotional distance. For example, your parents could be married and they could not be loving, but still married, right? Not be loving to each other. And that can create a lot of um, feelings of uh, loneliness in the home. And then the child's just like taking that in, taking that in. Oh, that's what love means, right? So whatever, whatever we grow up with, we're mirrored. The story of love—that's our map for love. So it's like, what is the story of love that you were mirrored to as a child? That's going to form your opinions of marriage. It's going to form your opinions of relationship of what's possible for you. And so, yeah, that's why, like, yeah, just alchemizing that. If you didn't have like you know, which most of us didn't have like the perfect love story that you got to see then, you know,
1: yeah. Wait, you mean we all didn't live in Disney movies? Right.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing, the other, my thing that like I feel like is one of my biggest missions in the world is like to debunk the Hollywood love story. So the Hollywood love story says you meet the person and then everything's perfect after that you don't have to do any work you everything like the sex life is always amazing there's like hardly any conflict so here's the thing once you meet your person that's like you know definitely like there can be a lot of ease a lot of harmony a lot of love a lot of joy and there's still work to do to cultivate the relationship because you know, we, it's just like any relationship, whether it's work, career, you know, health, like we have to cultivate it. We go to the gym, we, you know, we work all day, we put in all this energy, uh, like to create our business. Like, of course, we're going to have to put that same thing into our relationship. And so that's something that I think is, I'm just so passionate about people understanding. And I really think that would also, um, you know just create a lot less divorce in this
1: country. Yeah, thank you so much for saying that I uh, I Don't think people are quite aware of the chemical reactions that are happening in their brain when we finally meet that Person or the person that we're like really attracted to right and I think divorce or the beginning of divorce mm-hmm. is you know, after that like year, year and a half yeah. mark where the chemicals just dissipate and <laughs> go like, you don't make me feel the way that you did in the beginning. And like, you don't make me feel the way you made me feel in the beginning. And then it's just like, then we start yeah. looking for what's wrong. Yeah. Instead totally. of looking for internally, like, oh, this is where it all begins. I always tell people like relationship yeah. is bullshit for the first year. Like it's, that's easy. <laughs> You're in lust mode. That's not even, that's not a relationship. That's lust. It's like
0: that year honeymoon.
1: The relationship and the and the actual creation of partnership begins.
0: Totally, it's so true. It's like (laughs) the honeymoon phase. You're like, this person's amazing. I'm so happy, and it's like that's fantastic. And it's like then, like you know, then I do think it becomes a lot deeper the more that we go in. Which you know, I'm a fan of depth. So that's the awesome thing about like the year, the, the more the years pass by, I think the level of depth becomes, yeah, just more and more, especially if you continue to cultivate the relationship.
1: Yeah. It's, um, I, you know, I'm curious, so you've been in a relationship now for how long with your partner?
0: Um, three years. Awesome. Yeah.
1: So you guys yeah. are, are past that. Um, yeah, (laughs) I'm curious for you, you know, what are practices that you guys have on an ongoing basis to deepen that connection and that relationship and just like emotional attunement?
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, we do couples therapy. So that currently is our mode of depth and emotional connect. Like, I feel like that is the time when we really, Um, Have the space to really like talk through things that it might be challenging Um, But once we um, Finish that which I think will probably be relatively soon um, We're I'm gonna we're gonna create like a Time once a week where we kind of do that similar thing so that there's a structure around just giving feedback because personally, I actually don't like feedback to just happen rand- if it's something really like deep and important, like whatever. If it's like, please shut the whatever cupboard, sure. then it's not a big deal. But like for it to happen at 1030 or 11 at night, right before bed, right you know after you ate or whatever, like that just doesn't work for me that well. So I, that's what I believe is really powerful for any relationship is to create like once a week. We sit down for an hour. We share like our withholds, what we maybe haven't said to each other that we're like kind of upset about or frustrated about or what we want more or what we, but like starting with the compliments, starting with what we really appreciate, starting with what we really love about each other. So I have my clients who are in relationships do this and they, it's been really powerful
1: for them. I love that. And I really want to point out to what Maya is saying right now, because it's so good. My nice relationship is working
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they're going to couples therapy. Yeah, You know, cu- people, people hear like couples therapy and it's like, Oh, that's the last resort before we decide to <laughs> separate or divorce or whatever <laughs> it is. <laughs> but, uh, I just love that we can work on that. It's so yeah. You know, people, I, I personally- I've i
0: learned more in couple, you know, like I, I just, it's such a powerful learning for people. Cause Um, we, when we're in relationship, like our partner has this mirror for us that is like insane. Insane, Like, I'm sorry. Like the partner mirror is like so powerful. And so he'll share things, you know, and he's shared things in our couples therapy. And I'm like, Oh, you know, I got to really work on that. And that's really intense to see that level of a mirror and like, Oh, thank you. And shh. This is like really scary. No, the
1: inside at. you're like yeah. fuck.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I really wish I wasn't like that. Okay, I gotta look at this. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, totally. It's it's um it's so true. And what's really fascinating is the highest level people. So if you look at athletes, if you look at uh, high performers, they're always looking for that right. micro shift that can create more ease, more effortlessness, more flow, et cetera.
0: Nice. Yeah. Whereas, more performance. Yeah. yeah.
1: Where most people look and think like, Oh, I need to hire a coach or I need to have blah, blah, blah. When my life is fucked up or like things aren't working. Look, however you get there, you get there. I, I'm just saying that I think yeah. you'd agree. Like we're both
0: coaches. So we definitely love coaching. Yeah. I, lo- <laughs> I love.
1: <laughs> I love having a coach. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot. I have my brother. I have amazing people around me that could easily coach me. It's yeah
0: mentors Mm -hmm. There's
1: there's something when you have that relationship that you're paying someone money And they're listening and they have your best interest like they're a clear reflection for you. That's really really important um But yeah, it's so cool to hear that people that are having a successful relationship are doing that work And if I could just throw one other thing in, um there's a, a practice that's different mm. than kind of what you were talking about because love it what you were talking about is more like hey let's share about our relationship or about our day da, 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 da. there's another yeah. piece that goes more to the attunement part that you were talking about yeah. and yeah. Uh, what you do is you just sit and by the way this doesn't have to be like an intimate relationship you could do this with people at work relatives right. friends etc yeah you sit uh, for three to five minutes each uh-huh. and for once the the person is a receiver, and one person's a giver, and then you switch and really, yeah. all you're doing is you're holding space for that person yeah. yeah, and that's in training our system internally to be able to receive support and connection, and just to know that someone's there, like energetically someone's like, "I got you yeah,
0: yeah.
1: and it's so beautiful to do with your uh, intimate partner, uh, and mm-hmm. as you do it more and more and more, it just cr- keeps creating this like what we're we talking about, right? Like attunement, where you can yeah. really influence each other. So, um, yeah, it's yeah. just a really, really cool practice, and you can do it, you know, every night, and it's really, really simple.
0: And in this practice that you're speaking of, does the giver um, say something, or sorry, does the receiver, the person who's receiving the, like, listening? Do they mirror? Do they say anything after the person's spoken, or do they just listen?
1: So the the giver, you're just giving presence, right? Like you're giving presence okay. and, and awareness, okay. and the receiver is receiving that. So like you open and you just receive, allow for that. And during that time, you can say, you know, it depends on your level of um, awareness. So like one of the things that I like to share is if I'm noticing things in my body. So like if I'm noticing the okay. contraction, if I'm noticing yeah. this, if I'm noticing that I'm tired, if I'm noticing that I, I. I'm having t- uh, trouble receiving the support, yeah. like things like that. You're not really talking about, you know, I was dealing with this today. It's really just like totally. a present moment.
0: What's happening now? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. Um, I love those exercises. Or you
1: could just sit with your eyes closed and, and say nothing. Like it, it, it can really be on a day-to-day basis. Whatever it is, it's just a cool ten-minute. I call it like a mini. It's like a mini little check-in. Yeah. Uh, but it's, but it's also
0: really like a presence exercise yes. as well. It sounds like, yes. yeah, exactly. that's so awesome. And the yeah. more you
1: do it, right, the more subtle awareness you have. So you can just like notice the little things that are happening. So it's, yeah. it's really cool. Cool. Um, I want, I would love to hear from you as someone who's worked with so many women. Um, mm-hmm. I think women, and I know I'm generalizing here just a bit, but just roll with me for a second. I feel like women get to a certain age.
0: Mm-hmm
1: and hope gets lost. Um, mm, mm. There's this thing, whether it's something happens or emotionally something, ha- but there's like, I know there's so many women who've, who want this so badly. Yes. And they're yeah. just like, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's not, so I'm sure you've worked with those people. I would love for you just to share a message from the other side of like what's possible yeah. to kind of shift that conversation.
0: Yeah, that's a really great point. I see that all the time. Um, it's really, really interesting and sad to me. And I would love to speak to those women out there, which is like, um, you know, whatever age you are, you know, you could be in your seventies, your sixties, your forties, like whatever thirties, whatever age you are. I think, you know, Along with when you say that hope thing, I definitely think of women past the age of forty, because that's where I see this population the most—the ones who've lost hope.
1: Yeah,
0: and um, our culture is so ageist for women, so women. I think, you know, are are fed the message from such a young age that youth is so important in terms of being able to attract someone. Mm. And so then a woman, you know, past the age of 45 might think like, oh my God, I can't find someone, you know, or past the age of 55, 65, whatever it is, whatever your age is, you know, there's just these negative beliefs that come up around age specifically, And that the fact and this feeling of like, oh, no, there's just no men out there for me. You know, there's no more secure guys. There's no more healthy men. There's no more available men. They're all married. And, you know, that is like the tribe that I specialize, that I mostly work with. And, you know, I've seen it time and time again, (laughs) like there are amazing men out there for you. And by doing the work and learning the skills and the tools to attract these men, it's completely possible. And so, um, you know, my mom's an amazing example. At 70, she met her current partner, and he's like the most healthy, loving, available man she's ever been with. Mm-hmm. And they met on OK Cupid. So it's uh-huh. like, you know, it's just, it's so amazing. Love finds you at any age. And... You know, women are beautiful at every age. And so inside and out and, you know, the amazing thing about growing older is you know yourself so much better. So you know what you want, you know what you like, and that can actually make the process a lot quicker. So, um, and, you know, men are the same way. As they get older, they know what they want, they know what they like. So it's like, it can actually be quite a beautiful relationship as, you know, if you're older and you're finding love again. So, um, yeah, I just definitely want to let everyone know that love is possible at any age and that even if you've been hurt so many times in love, that you can find a healthy partner and that all men are not bad or horrible or assholes. I hope I can say that, you know, all that stuff because it's just not true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. Um, and obviously, if they're listening
0: to your show, they'll know that all men are not assholes. Because <laughs> I hope so. I hope so.
1: Yeah. You, know, you want to hear something funny? When we first started doing this work, um, our demographic was like 70-30 men. And this is kind of where I want to take the conversation. As yeah. Guy and I have started to do a lot more work in balancing our masculine and feminine. Yeah. Because we had like masculine on lockdown. And then we really started to work right. with, with women coaches and um, Plant medicine and things like that. And it really started to open me up to this amazing power of Mm. feminine energy. Mm. Nice. I just, I didn't have that displayed. My mom is actually super logical and like, she's not very, uh, like a super emotional woman. Yeah. Hence when I dated that girl in college and we had like our first, I was like, Oh my, I don't know what to do. Right. Um, (laughs) So I would love to like, and now we're, we're like 60, 40 women. So we've, we've made the shift and it's really interesting. because like where you are, right. You can meet certain people. Um, So with that, here's what I'd love for you to speak into, which is I know powerful women in high exec positions in order to have thrived and survived in Mm -hmm. these places, uh, took on this persona of the super dominant masculine and it served them really great in business. Yeah. Starting to see how impactful it is, uh, in relationships. Yeah. Very difficult for man to like step into that place when there's like another masculine presence there already. Um, I'd love for you to speak into, you know, Finding or refinding that balance uh, for women.
0: Yeah, this is like one of my favorite topics right now. I think it's so so crucial for women to to reclaim and cultivate their feminine energy. Um, yeah, what happens is exactly that masculine energy gets positively reinforced over and over again. The more successful you are in your career, it's like you're positively celebrated for the way that you you know easily make a decision the way that you focus the way that you manage all these like very masculine things that are great to have that facility but it's also like in your love life if you come to the date like managing the date or um you know yeah telling the person what to do or um you know anyways yeah it can be really challenging or just like talking about your work the whole time you know, on the date and how successful you are in your work. Like, unfortunately, and it's not that, here's the thing. This is the really interesting thing to me, which is so many women I work with think that intelligence is a turn off to men. Mm. And, ladies, I have to tell you, that's not true nope. at all. Women nope. love intelligence, that's super sexy. But, you know, but when we lead with like, our successes or our work what happens is it gets us into that into that masculine place in our body in our embodiment and so then we're just like you know in that vibe and it's not really like who we are in relationship right and so then when we're on the date they're getting to know us as like a career like who we are in our career and not who we are in our relationship Mm -hmm. so so what I you know really believe in is cultivating your feminine energy, especially if you're a successful woman and that's really the the population that I work with is women who are very successful in their careers and who have like really have it all except this one area and um, and you know one example of feminine cultivation that is my personal favorite one is self pleasure so that could look like you know touching your hand your arm in like a really you know, delicate way or it could look like touching your face, you know, like whatever or it could look like touching your genitals, like whatever feels good in your body when you give yourself that love and that nurturance. And that is honestly like a self pleasure practice for a woman is like not an easy thing to take on because wow. we are completely taught to be like giving, 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 giving to other people all the time. And so to give to ourselves and that way, to take that time to really give yourself that, you know, deep pleasure in your body is such a gift to your inner feminine. And then when you go on the date, this man is going to feel like you in your body more. And he's going to feel that energy, that essence that is like not, That feminine essence is not, you know, we can't buy it on the shelf. We can't like get it from someone else, you know, like that is inside of us. And so when we cultivate it, it's really, really
1: powerful. Yeah. It's uh, there's more to that in the sense of like, so if you think of the feminine and the masculine, they, the combination of the two work really well together. Mm -hmm. Um, and when a woman is in her kind of like divine sexy goddess feminine it mm-hmm. actually makes the man step more into his divine masculine which is i at an animalistic right leave leave aside the the, the mind stuff like at an animalistic level like that's where that
0: polarity Yeah.
1: so i always hear from these women who are very masculine that they end up dating kind of like wishy-washy Effeminate men, uh, men can't stand up to their, you know, like or their
0: careers aren't doing that well. Yep.
1: That's it. There's like no space for a divine grounded masculine man to walk into a space where there's already that masculine energy in there. It's like it's unnecessary and it's not needed. So it's like they don't show up. totally so yeah, I think it's so incredibly powerful to not make one right or one wrong. Yeah. It's not like this is good, totally. this is bad. It's, totally. How do I get to dance and flow in between yeah. these things? So, yeah. Because when they're in harmony, when you have the feminine, that creative, allowing, receiving, beautiful energy. Yeah. And then you have that fire of the masculine, that like the doer, and you can marry the two. It is yeah. so fucking sexy. Like, yeah. for women and for men, it is just sexy when people yeah. are aligned that way right um, totally so you know when and you're that's working, what everyone
0: wants that's exactly. what i mean we are literally wired for that energy and yes. so we're all that's why sex sells it's like that is what we all desire in yeah, our bodies yeah. and in our lives to have these juicy sexy relationships
1: Yeah. So So, it's not
0: just in dating. It's also in the relationship. It's really important to keep this going. Yeah. So these
1: women that you work with who are like powerhouses, right? Mm -hmm. They've been so entrained to be in this, in the masculine. Yeah. That I think maybe they hear this and they're like, yeah, I want that. I really want that. Yeah. But it's been so long since they've kind of tapped into it. And you're like, hey, show up on a date and be in your feminine. And they're like, "Right." ah. what the fuck does that look like? Right. Yeah. And it's not yeah. a matter of a formula where it's like, okay, say these things and do these. Exactly. Things, it's an energetic thing. Like they're going to say totally. it, these things, but they're going to do it from the masculine anyway. So totally energy that shift. I know that was like a great self pleasure is
0: one yeah. piece for sure. Um, yeah. The other thing that's really, so it, the funny thing is like feminine cultivation practices are so freaking simple uh-huh. Um another one that's one of my personal favorites when I met my partner yeah and this is something yeah that I'm like got to continue to cultivate and I forget because I'm uh I am very focused on <laughs> I get very <laughs> talk about successful women I get very focused on my work um so I'm calling my myself out here which is dancing so mm-hmm. dancing is literally one of the best activities For women to get into their feminine, so you can like dance in your living room, dance in front of the mirror, dance, you know, go go to ecstatic dance, go to salsa dancing, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter what you're doing, what kind of dance. It's that you're dancing because what happens when you're dancing is you're letting your body lead, and you're or you're letting the other person lead. And you're just like getting into your body. And when you get into your body, you feel your sensations, you feel your emotions and like you can't help but like smile or laugh or, you know, it's just this amazing thing that gets you out of your head, which is like the feminine is not in the head. And so um, that's a really powerful practice that um, is so, and actually, yeah. And like, yeah, do that before a date. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great awesome.
1: idea. It's so yeah. it's so true. It's like out of your out of your mind and into your body.
0: Is, yeah,
1: uh, is where you're going to find that.
0: Totally. Yep. Yeah. And it's like think about it, women. It's like when you're dancing, don't you feel sexy? It's like of course that energy that you're creating when you're dancing is then going to feed out into the rest of your life. And so, you know, that's what I love is like you could be. at the, I I think the grocery store is like this. M- m- magical place because it's like people are just like here at this like there's all this beautiful you know vegetables it's very sensual I think at the grocery store and like you could be at the grocery store in like a beautiful outfit and like this guy notices you and you could smile at him and you guys could make this connection and like he could ask you out and like you know Etc. So I <laughs> just don't know where it's going to, ha- you could meet someone, you know, like at the Apple store or like at the, you know, in the elevator, like we just don't know where we're going to meet these people. And so I really believe in online dating, but I also believe in like, you know, that, yeah, the magic of men approaching women, the magic of women, you know, making eye contact and smiling, like all these things can happen in a moment's notice. And that can create this long love relationship. And so just being open to that is so powerful. Yeah. Uh,
1: there's, it's now the second time that you mentioned something. Have you heard of a show called Modern Love? Yes, I love that show. Okay. <laughs> so good. I was going to say, we've, we've so far touched on two of the stories. There's like the old woman finding love again right? And then someone at a grocery store. And I was like, I was like, Oh my God, that's like two of them.
0: That's so funny. I didn't even realize that. That's yeah. These are just like things that yeah, I've yeah, like yeah. had in my head for years. And then yeah, yeah that's, that's like, and then and- yeah, I loved the mod. my favorite episode of that was the one about the dating app. That was the best. So.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna I'm about to blow your mind because this is like mind blowing to me. So by the way, wh- whoever hasn't seen that show, I yeah. highly Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. It's such a cool, you know, it's, it's kind of like to what you were talking about. It's it's the real version of life stories. Uh, it's written so incredibly well. It's acted yeah. so beautifully. They're like little snippets of different people's lives. Um, yeah. So that was actually one of our favorites too. And mm-hmm. we're talking to a friend of ours at dinner the other day, and they uh-huh. bring up this person's name, and they're like, oh my God, you need to meet this couple. And they go, they have. Uh, an even cooler, you know, uh, getting together story than you guys do. And they start saying, I'm like, this sounds really familiar. Their their love story. Oh, wow. Is the one. Oh, my the- God.
0: I was like, I'm going to meet them. That is so cool. Oh, my God. I have to hear about it after. That's oh my so God. awesome. It's like,
1: amazing. Yeah, because. So anyway, I know
0: right. that's so, that's the other thing about that show is they're all real stories, right?
1: That's, that's what I, it's
0: based on the column. Yeah. Yeah. That is so cool. I forgot so about literally. that, but they're all real stories. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So if, cause we're kind of like coming to the end and I really, I, I just, I love these kind of conversations. Is there anything else that you want to share with the women who are listening right now yeah. Um, to to support them and and give them some love.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I would say exactly. Like the 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 vision that you have for love that's in your heart that you're not sure if it's possible or, or not, but a part of you believes that it is. Mm-hmm. That love vision is possible, and mm-hmm. so you know if you're interested um in in creating that i highly recommend you know getting help with it and i would love to be that person so yeah i would love to share how they can reach me
1: that's awesome yeah absolutely yeah
0: cool so um yeah you can go to empowerlove.us forward slash love So empowerlove.us forward slash love and, um, watch my webinar and, uh, and then get a free call with a member of my team, uh, to see if we're a great match for working together. So yeah, it would be an honor and yeah, it's been so fun.
1: Yeah. I just, for those women who are kind of like sitting on the fence right now, I think there's this misconception that there's Mm. a soulmate, right? And like, if you don't find it, you miss, you miss (laughs) this chance of having love, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm going to say something that I don't know if it's going to be a popular thing to say or whatever. I think there are different people that are your, not necessarily your soulmates, but like your life partners at different times, depending on how much work you've done on yourself in this lifetime. So like if you go introspective and you really start to heal these things that Maya has been pointing to today, that work now gives you access to all of these other potential partners. So true. If you so stay where you're at and you keep yeah. meeting these same men over and over, that's yeah. because like, that's what you have accessibility to. And it doesn't matter how many books you read or movies you watch or girlfriends you talk to or dating apps okay. you go on, you're gonna keep attracting the same type of man. Yeah, women, totally. like men, women too. So when you start to heal these parts, you no longer need those type of people men women whatever to reflect those things back to you you now get different reflections out there and if that reflection still isn't that partner that you're looking for then just keep going in and like keep doing more and more and more and when you open your channels up to receive love and you heal the parts that don't feel worthy or good enough or young enough or smart enough or whatever it is and you heal them you now have access to a whole other pool of potential soulmates. And so, yeah, so it, true. It's not about like, my life is this, my life is that. It's like, do something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all inward. So, yeah, Maya, like we spoke before online, I know she does a lot of the work that we do, which is somatic. It's not like understanding why you're dating the same people. Yeah. Honestly, doesn't make a fucking difference. Like, no. It's not about statements. Like, oh, it's because my dad was this. Who gives a shit? Like, great. Totally. I'll do the work.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's that is so true. I can't tell you how long I understood because, of course, you know, I got my master's in somatic psychology. I understood, you know, long, long before I healed the pattern. So. It's so true that it's not just having the mental cognition of, I get why I'm this way. Of course, almost every potential client I talk to, when we're on the phone for that first phone call, they know why, most of them, but it's, it's doing the actual work. It's so, so true.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I will say this, it's, it's this kind of work uh, yeah. needs connection. You, you yeah. really need someone there with you because your mind won't allow you to go as deep as you need into these traumas. These were locked away, painful things that happened three, yeah. four, five years old. Like you have vaulted walls <laughs> yeah. against going into these things. And that's and why true. people read these books and they go, oh, that makes so much sense. But it makes yeah. no difference because Mm-mm. the mind will go, oh, yeah, that's a really cool idea. Let's just stay up here and think about it. Yeah. So actually, going into the part that's really hurt or really sad, and having that release—that's the work. So, yeah, Yeah. whether you know if you're called to do that kind of work, um, yeah, just just find someone. It's really important.
0: Yeah, beautifully, so beautifully said. That is so true. It was an
1: absolute pleasure. So fun, awesome conversation. Thank you for uh, taking time out of your busy day to share this amazingness with us and for all the women listeners I really hope this made a difference we'll have uh, the links to Maya's website for you to check her out in the show notes and until then have an amazing day everyone
0: yes thank you so much
1: you're welcome I really hope you enjoyed that awesome conversation as much as we did delivering it and as always thank you for your continued loyal support and your listening now, if you haven't already done so, please make sure you go to Facebook right now and request to join our amazing private group. It's called Personal Development Without the Fluff. It is a quickly grown community with amazing souls and amazing support. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, I can absolutely guarantee that you will love that group. Also, as I mentioned earlier, if you head to satoriprime.com forward slash my you can grab that latest 90 minute mind expanding training for free. So go grab a notepad, a drink, and buckle up for that one amazing ride. Well, until next time, have an amazing day, my friend. We look forward to personally connecting with as many of you as possible and seeing how Satori Prime can help you achieve your dream life today.